You're listening to Way Outside. How's it going, everybody? My name is Jake Coffin, and this is Way Outside, a basketball podcast run by me to talk about everything that's going on, NBA, NCAA, or any level of basketball that I feel like talking about. So, first thing I want to address, it has been a long time since I have uh, recorded an episode. If I, the last episode, in fact, was actually um, March 25th. Today is February 15th. I mean, not 5th. April 15th. So, it has been a few, three weeks almost. And, yeah, I apologize for that. I was busy with school and other stuff. But now I'm ready to get right back into it and talk about all the NBA playoffs. What a great time it is. Before I get into that, I want to talk about, do quickly want to talk about the college, my, me watching the, the NCAA championship game, which was an um, absolute overtime thriller. Final four and all was just a really great, um, Texas Act versus Virginia. I mean, Virginia pulled off the first, worst of first story, honestly, became the first six, one seed to lose to a 16 seed and then goes right back the year after and wins the whole thing. Also having three last-minute comebacks against some really good teams. Their run was honestly amazing. And uh, Kyle Guy and DeAndre Hunter, those are some NBA-ready players, man. I'm telling you, those guys are going to be really, really good. Also, just because since this happened yesterday, everyone's going crazy. want to give a shout-out to Tiger Woods winning the Masters, first title in 11 years. Congrats, bro. You're the homie. Okay, so now we are going to get into my NBA playoff predictions. So I have only all my first round predictions here, and they're in depth. I'm going to talk about what happened in Game One because I watched almost all the Game Ones. I'm going to talk about what I think about it, if that determines some of the series prediction of how long the series can go, and I would say my player to watch. Not exactly an X factor because some of the series, you know, it's pretty obvious who's going to win, but just a player to watch to see for either the future or for if it's even wants to have any chance of competing in the series. So we're just going to go on list. Number Warriors part with first the Warriors versus the Clippers, which the Warriors obviously the first seed in the West. Clippers the eighth seed. At the time of this video, Game 2 is going to be starting in around an hour. But at the time, Golden State leads 1-0. Game 1 was a pretty good example of how this series is going to play out. I mean, Curry had 38, went off crazy. The Warriors just showed that the Clippers will be able to stay in some games because of the way they play as a team and because they play hard. But ultimately, they're not going to be able to win the end of games. They just don't have enough star power, especially after trading Tobias Harris, which is why I think Golden State's going to win four. The one thing I think it is important to look at for this series is the Marcus Cousins because not a lot of people actually know this, but during the regular season, the Warriors had a better net rating when the Marcus Cousins was on the bench versus when he was on the floor. Obviously, that is partially probably contributing to his him coming back from an Achilles injury, but still, the Warriors know that they can they can win a title without Cousins. They've done it before. They've won, they've done it two years in a row. So let's see if Cousins is still hurting their net rating and stuff. It's interesting to see if they might decide to bench him or play him a lot less, and see how the reaction might come for that. Otherwise, this series is pretty meaningless to watch. The Warriors are going to win this in four easily. Next, we go on to the East 1-18 with the Milwaukee Bucks in the Pistons. Yeah, if you guys didn't watch Game 1, it was about it. You didn't miss anything. It was an absolute onslaught from the Bucks. I mean, they were up 26 at halftime. They, there was a, the highest lead was 41. The Pistons just never had a chance. Giannis was, was messing around, dunking from near the free throw line. I mean, it was... 
an incredible game. The Bucks were determined to show that they're not that their 60 win season this year was not a fluke, and to show that they're legit. With all the reports I'm hearing that Blake Griffin is going to miss the entirety of this series, there's no reason to think that any game this series can can be will be any different. I think Milwaukee will win a four, and I think the player to watch for this series is Chris Middleton. Because, you know, obviously Giannis, MVP, is amazing. But if the Bucks want to be a serious championship contender, come out of the East, they need their second best player to step up. And Middleton right now is their second best player with Brogdon being out or just in the center. They need their second all-star to play well. Honestly, I think those 1-8 matchups don't have any chance of turning out interesting. And I think that if you're going to talk about what series do I want to Mitch watching, those two are the ones. <laughs> Unless you're a Warriors-Bucks fan. Or, yeah, that shit. Okay, next we're gonna move on to the two seven matchup in the West, which is the which is one of my ones I'm looking most for, which is the Nuggets versus the Spurs. Time of this video, it, it is the Spurs one, Denver nothing. The Spurs stole game one in Denver, which is a, which was one of the hardest places to win on the road this year. Denver was one of the best home teams. They had the mile high advantage and the fact that they lost game one is a is a scary sign. I mean with the Nuggets' lack of experience and struggles on the road, I think that their amazing breakout season is going to end in the first round. The Spurs have the greatest coach in NBA history, a seven-time All-Star in the Marcus Aldridge, who has a lot of postseason experience, and another multiple-time All-Star in DeMar DeRozan. They just they have they play well as a team. They take good shots. They don't take too many threes. They defend. I mean, I just think that San Antonio is going to end up winning this game in six. The one thing, the player to watch for me is if the Nuggets want to have any chance of coming back into this series, especially going farther, they need Jamal Murray to come back, their second leading scorer during the regular season. Jokic is great, but Jokic is not a, not is not an elite scorer. They need an elite scorer to help this team if they want to have a chance to win. Now we move on to this 2-7 matchup in the East, which was the, the, just the Toronto Raptors versus the Magic. If you guys didn't see Game 1 of this series, I you should go back and look at the highlights. Magic pulled off an improbable, insane 104-101 Game 1 upset in Toronto. Thanks to DJ Augustine's 25-point performance and his incredible game-winning 3 with three three and a half seconds left. Man, that game was amazing. The Magic... I mean, if you guys look at the Pat Magic, Magic ended the season on a 22-9 tear and were one of the best teams in the NBA during that time. They had this, they actually had, I think, the, the best record in the NBA during that time. They defend. Steve Clifford's a very good coach. They have a, they have a legit all-star, Nikola Vucevic. And I think that they, they can make this series is going to go longer than most people thought. However, Orlando doesn't have enough star power to win this series. It's, that's why I'm taking the Raptors in six. Um, the player for me to watch is Kyle Lowry because if he, he scored zero points in game one and they won't he they won't need to play well for them to get beat the magic, but if they want to make it out of the East, they need to get a lot more from their long tenured all star point guard. Next we're moving on to the three six matchups on both sides of these. And after I do these, I'm gonna talk about things I'm looking forward to in the playoffs or things that I'm we have the the Portland Trailblazers versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. Game one was yesterday, and the Portland won a narrow one. Don't remember the exact score right now, but um, they were barely able to hold on one game one, which was their first playoff win since 2016 after they were swept in 2017 by the Warriors and 2018 by the Pelicans. I think that first win for them was very important because, you know, 
Mojo and their team is pretty similar from those last two years. Obviously, not having Nurkic is tough for the Blazers, but I would I think it's not as bad as Thunder having to play with the non hundred percent Paul George. If he can tr- if he struggles shooting like he did in that game one, I don't think I think the series is won't go seven. A lot of people think it's going seven. I predict Portland in six, especially if the player to watch who I'm going to bring up in a second can play like he did. Ennis Cantor was a was a was a monster in game one. Twenty points, eighteen rebounds. Played actual some defense. If he can do that consistently, Portland can. Portland will definitely make it out of the first round and would uh, would probably has a real shot of making it to the Western Conference Finals. Next, we got the 76ers versus the Nets. As you guys know, I'm a Bulls fan, so I like the Sixers because Jimmy Butler's there. And um, at the time of the video, the Sixers are down 1-0. Brooklyn stole game one Philadelphia because every Sixer not named Jimmy Butler failed to show up, and the Nets didn't waste the opportunity. They were 11 of 26 from three, 42%. Tobias Harris took seven shots in 40 minutes. How ridiculous that is. They also shot three from 25 from the three, which is 12%. Um, the Nets are a very interesting team, and if the Sixers fail to like get their shit together, the Nets can win this in five, honestly. However, I do not think that is the case. I think that the Sixers will get their act together. I think they will win in six. The player to watch for me is Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons has yet to show that he can succeed in the playoffs with his lack of a jump shot. If he's not able to impose his will, I don't think the Sixers will be able to make it, even if they make it past the first round, definitely not past the second round. If they want to make it past the second round, which is most in my was most likely going to be against the Raptors, they will need Ben Simmons to figure out something to do and otherwise, the Sixers will have will have their talent go to waste. Next, last but not least, we have the four or five matchups in both conferences. We have the Rockets Jazz one, which this one is one of the series I'm looking most forward to in the first round. Houston won Game One after leading by around ten for most of the game, but the Jazz did try to make them back. The Rockets had some really good signs show in this game that they had six players scoring double figures. Harden had twenty nine. The Rockets won. A- if the Rockets want to challenge the Warriors in round two, they're going to need more players besides the James Harden and Chris Paul to step up. And they'll need more of an effort like this. Um, Clint Capella was really good in that game one. And if, if they want to challenge the Warriors, he will need to be a dominant presence inside against them. He Capella has been very good at doing the things he does. But if he needs to expand his game a little bit, if he can in the playoffs too, they, and also, if the Rockets can continue to knock down threes, they have a chance against anybody. So, I think the Houston's going to win in six because, also, as much as I love Jazz, I love Quinn Snyder, Donovan Mitchell. These Rockets are just too good. I James Harden and Chris Paul, I just don't think they're ready to lose in the first round. And last but not least, we have this number the four seed Pacers, Celtics versus the, the Pacers. Boston won game one, even though the Pacers led at halftime, although... Watching it, it seemed like the Celtics weren't really trying that much, to be honest. I mean, the Pacers were a great feel-good story this year, but they just don't have enough offense to win this series. I think they can win one game at home with the, their defense because of how good it is. But otherwise, I don't think that they can do more because of without Victor Oladipo. This series would have been much better to see if Victor Oladipo was there. It's a shame he got hurt. So I predict Boston will win at 5 and the player to watch is one of my favorite players is Jalen Brown because Marcus Smart is out indefinitely, possibly the whole playoffs. The Celtics will need Jalen Brown to recover his playoff mode from a year ago because 
without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. He stepped up big time. He had a 34-point game. He had some really good games, especially in the first round against the Bucks and uh, in 2018. And if they want to get back to another Eastern Conference Finals, they're going to need him to step up. They'll need more than just Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. So those are all my first-round predictions. I will be sure to... Uh, talk about every first round series after they're over and predictions for the second round as well as any other NBA news or basketball news that goes on recently. Before this, I wanted to talk about a few players entering the draft and if I think they were should. Um, so RJ and Zion did. Yeah, no shit. They, they should be in the draft. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to get into this. If they didn't in the draft, I think something's wrong. I'm surprised it took Zion like two weeks, a week after it, the season ended to say it. Um, Cam Reddish though. Him entering the draft, I'm not a big fan of it. I mean, he's going to go high, but he did not have a great season. He shot 38% from the field. He only averaged 12 points. He shot 33% from three. And, you know, the biggest thing was under Coach K, he did not develop the entire season, which is not a good sign. He reminds me a lot of an Andrew Wiggins-type player in terms of has so much potential, but in athleticism, that but doesn't seem to have that drive and that want, which I think will end up... Making him a great player. Carson Edwards declared for the NBA draft. And while this kind of makes me... I think that if I was Carson Edwards, I would stay back one more year just to work on his playmaking. His offense is scoring. Um, his offensive game from his terms of scoring is already set because he can he can shoot, he can drive, he's that. But he needs to be a better playmaker, especially at an undersized 6'1 shooting guard to be able to play in the NBA for me, I've honestly, whatever, as soon as I've seen him, I, he reminds me of Lou Williams. You know, a 6'1 guy probably won't start. Um, probably won't start, but can come off the bench, give you 10, 15 points, and just be an awesome player. Um, and yeah, I think that... This is going to be, sorry, um, I think that Carson Edwards was going to be, will be a good NBA player. Definitely won't be a start. He could be a good six-man-of-the-year candidate. Um, DeAndre Hunter, Kyle Guy, both entering. Yes, obviously, I think they're good. Jared Culver, I don't even think, has officially entered the draft. He's going to be a great pick, even though he had some struggles in the Final Four. He's a great player, great prospect. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode, guys. So make sure to leave a like and... Um, Share with everyone, subscribe to my account, and I'll see you guys next time on Way Outside.